Welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. Ah, that feels so good to finally say. Welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. Doesn't, doesn't it sound nice? Welcome to the Worldwide Podcast, where we have uncomfortable conversations regarding you, me, and the world being of the world. In case you don't know who I am, my voice doesn't sound familiar. That's okay. My name is Nana Osei Tatu Brampong. I am the CEO and founder of Worldwide Designs, also Worldwide Productions, also Worldwide Studios, coming very soon. And if you're listening right now, just a huge thank you to you for believing in the vision we as a brand, as a movement have, and, you know, taking time out of your day to listen. And I really appreciate that. I've always wanted to start a podcast because I, for one, am a person who listens to podcasts. I feel like everybody who has a podcast says that, like, oh, I used to listen to podcasts, but I'm, I'm kind of being, like, for real with you guys, I'm not lying. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts is Welcome to the Kingdom by King Cora, Caring. I, I absolutely love that podcast because of the way she's just so open and allows everybody to, you know, see an inside view of what's really going on. And she just shares so much about her growth. And um, one thing I love about the podcast specifically is that when she starts, although you know what the episode is going to be about, when you first listen, she kind of like welcomes you with a topic you didn't know you were going to hear. So in that way, you're kind of like, you know, relax and settle in before you're hit with the topic. So I'm going to steal that idea from her, you know. Um, Karen, if you listen to this, thank you for inspiring me, but I'm stealing your idea. So I'm calling it Unhinged Beginnings because I, for one, am a person who likes to, like, think a lot. A little too much sometimes, but I have, like, a lot of stuff in my mind that may not go with the topic I'm speaking about. So I feel like just this little part in the beginning could be something, you know, you might like to hear and think about, like, oh... Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But as for today, we're going to just go straight in. My unhinged beginning was me speaking about unhinged beginning. <laughs> I guess if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that, that was today's unhinged beginning. But our topic, as you saw for episode one, is who are you? So I kind of want to use this episode as a kind of like welcoming um, episode for you to not only get to know me, but get to know what this podcast is going to be about, and then also get to know worldwide as a brand. I think at times we, you know, sit with the fixed image we have with ourselves in our heads, and we don't really sit down and ask ourselves, like, who am I? Like, what am I doing? Or what makes me, me? So, when Worldwide Designs was first started, it was started in the year of 2020 during quarantine and everybody remembers how crazy and wild 2020 was because although we had the pandemic of coronavirus we had the pandemic of racism and police brutality and social injustice and everything was just all over the place and it's like you you won't forget 2020 there's no way for you to forget 2020 so like there was just so much going on at the time that you're just like wow you know, so Worldwide was started in the year of 2020. Now, the reason why Worldwide was started in the year of 2020, because that's when I feel like I got my rude awakening of like, though, this is who you are. You know, obviously, I had moments prior to that where it was like, OK, I'm a boy. I'm Ganyan. I live in Massachusetts, like stuff like that. But it was like 2020 in a way like woke me up in a sense where it's like, yo, be proud of who you are, you know with everything that was going on, you know, with people who look like me were being killed because they look like me, I, I had to really sit down and accept the fact that 
we, we, we got to go against this. We got to fight this. And how do we do that is by, you know, accepting who we are as people rather than going against it. So that's why Worldwide was started. I was in there and I was looking for a sweater that had um, something to do with, you know, just being Ganyan. And I'm looking online and I just couldn't find what I was looking for. So I was like, okay. Um, you know, I've heard of Custom Ink. I've heard of um, Print Ship. I think that's what it's called. All these brands that make, that you can make your own stuff. So I was like, okay, let me try it out. So I designed something and the OGs remember the first design was the friend's design. <laughs> but I, um, I went and created the design for myself and I'm like, wait, but what if I'm not the only person that's going through this issue? You know, you really want to accept who you are and, you know, flaunt that to people. Like, yeah, I'm proud that I'm from Ghana or I'm proud that I'm from Puerto Rico. You want to show people that. But what if those people, the same way I didn't have access to get, you know, the hoodie or T-shirt I wanted, what if people have that same issue? So then that's when I decided, I'm like, okay, so this brand isn't just for me anymore or this hoodie isn't just for me. I want to sell this to people. So initially, and this is the crazy part that people don't know, I started with... Teespring. They're known as Spring now. Can I legally say this? I think I can. But initially, I wanted to make these hoodies like very, very affordable. So when you have a, a company that makes it for you, they, they make the, the hoodies, they ship them out and everything, they, they take large profit cuts, right? But that, that wasn't my reason. I just wanted people to like, I wanted people to wear the hoodies. I wanted people to wear the shirts. That was the main goal. So this is going to sound crazy and so bad. But my initial profit numbers were 18 cents per sweatshirt. And that was just because I wanted people to wear the hoodies. I didn't care that much about the money. It was 18 cents per sweatshirt. And at first, you know, it didn't really bug me. But then, it, uh, you know, it started to like, okay, yeah, we, we got to start, you know, if we want to further this, we got to make money from it. But the whole push was to get people to, you know, also wear it and accept who they are and really love themselves as there's so much going on outside. Like you think, oh, we're in a pandemic. Um, there's no way like some some crazy, you know, global, um, <laughs> global racial pandemic can happen. But hey, we were welcomed with protests all over the world. And I feel like that was the best time for someone, anybody, to just come out and say that you love who you are. And that's how Worldwide became Worldwide. You know, growing up, I wasn't really, I wasn't always proud of who I was, you know? And I'm, I'm gonna be super vulnerable. I, I, I've done some stuff, I've said some stuff that goes against, um, you know, me being who I am today or the things I say today. When I was a kid, you know, when you're watching TV and you see all these, um, white boys that are like, you know, the cute guy in the high school with the silky hair and the blue eyes. You want to be like that too, because obviously you can see the different reactions they get from, you know, the females in the show. So I used to want to have my hair like that too. Or it's like when you go to school and everybody knows about this, like this type of situation. So obviously there's the dark skinned kid in the class and then they turn off the lights. Everybody's like, oh, where is so-and-so? Because the lights are off. I used to participate in that too, and that was simply because I was on the lighter side of the spectrum of, you know, the black community. Like, it took me a while to realize that stuff like that, you know, can't fly. You know, you got to be able to accept and love who you are. And, and then rather than just, you know, gunning for people too, 
and it's like being able to have conversations with my friends about like how we used to like react to certain situations and how we used to treat people it's, it's really shocking because you think like I would never do that but that's just how everything was set before like it was okay to make dark skin jokes even you as a black person making those jokes it was okay back then but now you've come to the realization that that's that's not really what's up so I think that that took like a lot of growth and maturity from everybody like finding themselves and realizing that you know I kind of love me in a way you know rather than projecting and trashing myself onto others I kind of love me so it was just like growing up in a way helped me realize that you know even though my hair is hard to control that's what makes it special or even though I don't have like you can't even though you can't see my eye color right away that still makes me special in a way and I think that contributes to me answering the question of who I was um, when I was younger I used to believe I had superpowers because in the shower you know like when you can stretch your hand out and it looks like water is coming out or I used to pretend like I had telekinesis like this all used to like contribute to who I thought I was or like one time I told I remember I had this conversation with my grandma and I'll never forget this conversation I told her I wanted to change my name to Jacob because when you go to school and you know although you have Ghanaian friends and African friends who all have African names they all have, well, some of them have American names as well. So it's like they could tell you one or the other depending on how they're feeling, you know. And I've, some people still do that today. But I told her I wanted to change my name to Jacob. And the reason being was because there was um, somebody in a show named Jacob. And it was like the cool guy, you know, cool, white, like slick back hair, you know, leather jacket and everything. So I was like, Grandma, I want to change my name to Jacob. She was like, why do you want to change your name to Jacob? And I was like, oh, I don't know. But, you know, I lied. Obviously, I had my reason. And she didn't say much, but she was like, okay. But nothing ever happened after. She didn't act on it. I don't think she told my mom or my dad, but she just didn't do anything. So it's like, sometimes I think back, and I'm like, Yo, what was she thinking at the time? Like, why didn't she, like, you know, question me further about it and I kind of laugh at myself because it's like why Jacob <laughs> not saying there's anything wrong with the name Jacob but it's like I'm starting to understand why representation matters so much because when when you watch this the, the, the TV shows that were on at the time you know you didn't really see yourself in them and this is why representation matters so much this is exactly why representation matters so much because when you don't see someone that looks like you doing something you like, how will you be motivated to do that? It was like, um, from the 13 years I was at my school, my school is K through 12. From the 13 years I was there, um, I can say, like I can count on my two hands how many black teachers we had, okay? Now, think if, if I was somebody who wanted to get into education or somebody who wanted to get into teaching, Right, and I see nobody that looks like me. How would that really, you know, steer me in a way? You know, I've had a bunch of white men and white women as teachers practically all my life. And now, you know, if I wasn't, you know, able to see that, you know, yeah, I could do this, then it would have been like, oh, only they do it, so let me not try that. Or it's like that's a that's a them thing, that's a white people thing. Like most teachers are white, and I could have left it at that. 
and, and, and this is why representation matters so much. Um, shout out to Miss Rodriguez. I didn't really want to drop names in the podcast, but shout out to Miss Rodriguez. Miss Rodriguez was my art teacher in high school for a period of time, and she was the only black teacher I had, like for an actual class. And it was like you had somebody to go to, or you had somebody to look up to, and it's like, yo, she's doing it. Like she's actually doing it. And that was so cool. And she was like loved by all the students. You know, uh, my high school is a very predominantly black, predominantly Ghanaian high school. So it's like when we saw someone that looked like us, it kind of like, you know, motivated us to do more or like even like do better. We just had somebody to lean on. And again, that's why representation matters so much. So 100% shout out to Miss Rodriguez because um, you may not work at, you know, the school anymore. But the kids still remember all the great work you did and the way you were just for real with us. And it's just, when when you go to a school <laughs> with a bunch of um, black kids, Ganyan kids to be specific, because my school had a whole lot of Ganyans, um, and all your teachers are white, and there's just certain things they don't get, you know? Like, there's just certain things they don't get, or there's certain things they'll say that we're like, Ooh. So it was, it was a little hard, you know, at school sometimes, trying to explain something to a teacher that was not from, you know, the same cultural background as you. You know, when you want to think of yourself or, like, a better version of yourself, I feel like, in a sense, in order for you to do that, you have to see someone doing the great things. Like, for example... The owner of Telfar is from Liberia. A lot of people didn't know that, which which kind of, you know, sucks a little bit because now think about it. If you're a Liberian and you're into fashion or you're into designing of any sorts, and then you see a Liberian is like literally having a global takeover. Like Telfar is literally, is literally about to be like taking over very soon. Mark my words, when it does happen, you guys can quote me on that. But... If you're a Liberian and you see that, that's kind of like, oh, like somebody did that. Like my, my people, that's me. You feel a lot different when somebody with the same cultural background does something great. Like it's different. Like it's like, I remember I was watching Greenleaf. Shout out to both for putting me on to that show. I was watching Greenleaf and I found out that the, um, the young lady that plays... Zor, I forgot her name. Oh my gosh! Well, there's a young lady in there who plays um, one of the the lead roles, and I found out she was Ganyan. Lovey Simone Opong. I found out she was Ganyan, and then I loved her character like ten times more, cause it's like yeah, Ghana fall on top. Like, <laughs> like that's that's somebody from the country I'm from doing something great. Cause Greenleaf was a good show. You know what I mean? It's different, and it's kind of like the same way if somebody that's from your country does something wrong, it hurts you a little bit more to know like yo. Like, you know, that's somebody close to heart, and they just did something like that. So I feel like, in a sense, we also have to acknowledge the the people who look like us or the people who share the same background as us that are doing great things and be inspired by them and realize that we can do that, too, as we go through the process of um, understanding who we are as people. You know, there's so much that creates who we are, like... When you're answering the question of who you are, you really have to ask yourself, what do I do or what is my purpose here? 
like me personally, when I when I answer the question of who I am, I say I am a American-born Ghanaian entrepreneur. Okay, because that's what I currently do. But I also have a bunch of side hobbies that could also define me as well. But then, yet again, we have to come back to ourselves and ask ourselves what truly defines us. What truly defines us? Because on the surface level, I'm a black man. If you see me, you don't know that I'm Ghanaian. You don't know that I'm Ghanaian at all. Like I'm not carrying Kweku Minaj on me, so you won't know. <laughs> you won't know I'm Ghanaian. But surface level, you just see that I'm a black man. So I know that I'm Ghanaian, but you walking by me, you won't know that I'm Ghanaian. Unless I'm like somehow wearing something, cough, cough, worldwide, that shows you that I'm Ghanaian. So we have to answer the question of who are you? And how do you want people to, to, to answer that question automatically without asking you, in a way? It's like, when we, when we walk by somebody, we automatically make an assumption of them just right off the bat and you can do it without even trying just by looking at the person you create an assumption about them right right off the bat but we don't know who they are you don't know their name you don't know where they're from but right off of the bat you have already created a, a little like profile about them and it's in your head you've already created that idea of them in your head but you don't know the characteristics they carry. You know, I saw something on Twitter the other day. It was like, oh, I wish you could watch a trailer on somebody before you meet them just in case, you know, something goes wrong. I think we've all wished that at some point, you know, depending on who we've dealt with. But it's like we create these assumptions without knowing. So it's like surface level, me sitting here right now. You can't see me, but I'm a black man. I have waves. Um, I have a flat nose. That's just surface level. But on the inside, I am, I guess I could say caring. I am a music enthusiast. I mean, these are all things you wouldn't know before you had a conversation with me. But there's so many of us are yet to answer the question of who we are to ourselves. You know, so, so I'm going to leave you with this. If somebody walks up to you today, based off of your entire life, all of your experiences, all you've done, and they ask you, who are you? Now, you can't answer with your name. You can't answer with any physical descriptions. They just ask you, who are you? What are you going to say? What are you actually going to say? And I feel like this is, this is an exercise we all have to do to truly identify ourselves. So without saying your name or describing yourself in any physical manner. Because at the end of the day, whether you're lighter than me, whether you're darker than me, that doesn't matter until you open your mouth and say something to me. I don't know you yet, and you don't know me yet. So again, who are you? But don't give me your name. Don't describe any type of physical attribute. But who are you? So thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of the Worldwide Podcast. Um, if you really enjoyed what you heard, please come back another time for episode two. Once again, my name is Nana Osei Tutuvampong. I'm the CEO and founder of Worldwide Designs. Without the O, Worldwide Productions. And it has been a pleasure speaking to you today. Peace, blessings, love, 
happiness to you all. I hope you have a good morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you're listening to this, just know the team at Worldwide Designs wishes you nothing but goodness. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.